Hello and welcome to an all-new episode of the Free Your Mind podcast. I'm Donald and today I'm joined by Mr. Komo. How are you doing, bro? I'm good. I'm good. Yourself? I'm fine. Thank you, bro. You never ask, but... I you. know, I know. Shout out to Uni. <laughs> shout out to you Uni. Never asked me shout out to Uni, man. You need to tell me well. You need to tell me well. But it's all good, yeah. man. Yeah. I know you guys, you know, you still love me, so it's all right. But today we are joined by, you know, a very special guest. Vanessa, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine, thank you, Vanessa. How's your week been? I'm very lazy. Amazing weather, so... Oh, yeah, the weather's yeah. been good. Actually, I feel like <laughs> our weather's been quite consistent <laughs> yeah. for some time. Like, right? I'm sure yeah. the sun is not really out that much. Enough like, sun, everything yeah. enough rain. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's good. That's good. But before we begin, I want to give a couple of shout-outs. Okay. Heated. <laughs> she said okay. heated. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. So the first one goes out to a very good friend of mine, Taylor Jones. This morning we went to um, her daughter's naming ceremony. Ivy, welcome to the world. Um, you know, I, I feel very blessed to be your friend. And Charlie, I wish you know you and your new family all the best. <laughs> In your, in your, in your, you know, new adventure. So, and then... <laughs> just adventure. <laughs> Wait, is this with a baby or your friend? Yeah, with a baby, like, you know. It's an adventure. It's an adventure, yeah. Like, it's... Above, I mean, looking at it in the general yeah. sense of things, Charlie, kids, diapers, True, all yeah. those things, Charlie. Those, those late nights. You bab, midnight, <laughs> sleepless nights. Charlie, be yeah. Charlie, Charlie, yeah. Charlie. So, yeah, that's that. And then, yeah, the second one, uh, goes to Barbara. She's been, you know, a very good. Um, she's also a friend of mine. She's been, you know, following Free Your Mind for some time now. And Charlie, every now and then, she they give me some small shout outs. So yeah, cheers, for, cheers to that. And she actually said, you know, Afi is her favorite in very. In oh, so, so many that's ways. her. So, oh yeah, so oh, in so you, many ways. <laughs> it's all good man anyway just so you know i told afi about you know what you said and charlie the feeling is mutual any shout outs you guys want to give um, it's not just me i don't think so yet okay but so you did brown your parties or at I, all like it's not deep they should relax deep, they should relax <laughs> At the right time, right time, you yeah, go show them out. Yeah, I'll give them shout outs. Charlie, I know you're the listeners, man. Oh, Charlie, why they move to me like that? Shout out to all the listeners, man. Charlie, you guys make it make sense, it's you know. Good. Yeah, it's making sense this year, too. So, yeah, it's making we sense hope you, you, you guys still support listen to us, yeah, and support us. And then, like the other shows, and oh, come on, you went, were you done? Shout out, sorry. Well, <laughs> that, I, that was pretty much it, yeah. Okay. but yeah, all right. But yeah, the other shows on the GCR network 11 um, after work special, sex and sanity, sincerely. The other room, I mean, just give us a wave. Yo, do you <laughs> do, do you see the top chart, top of the charts? Yes, where sincerely, yeah, that Accra was a big win, there, man. That was, that was huge. It was yeah. the Shout one amongst Accra. like 15 gospel. Podcast, I know, right? Which is like, which is like very normal in the Ghanaian community. Like, yeah. Yeah. If, like the was first it in the success? Yeah, yeah, yeah. First fifteen are always like gospel. Actually, that's the Ghanaian 
podcast space. Exactly. It's basically gospel. And yeah. we've always been trying to break in. And <laughs> we had like two shows in top 12 or top 10, I think. Yeah. And one was like an old show that was like way, way, way back before we went on break. And now that, like that's huge. That huge. And it was tough when it just came on top of it. And I saw the rest. I was like, yes. <laughs> we got this. We did this. Yeah, yeah but shout out that's to nice. everyone who listens to us. Everyone who uses yeah. their data i mean to listen to the show <laughs> I know, yeah. Right, yeah all right so guys we're going to get right into it the first segment will be your mind segment and i feel like this issue has you know it didn't just start today there had been you know some talk about it and then you know we didn't really have the details of what was really going on just people's opinion pieces and stuff like that and finally um you know the person directly involved in the issue came out, um, Dr. Sion Neely. Um, she is um, one of the co-founders of what Accra.alt, right? Chalowate. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, recently she's been involved in a domestic um, abuse situation with her. Uh, they are, are they separated now? Yeah. They are separated, separated now, right? yeah. She's in the U.S. right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's yeah. in the U.S. right now. Um, Manche, she's separated from Mancha Ikwe. Mancha Ikwe. Yeah. So he's, he's an OG. No, he's an yeah. he's an OG in the industry. Yes. I don't know if our listeners know, but way back like Hammer songs, you know, there used to be an intro ad lip. Someone would be speaking when Hammer songs would be coming on, and it was mostly him. Oh, okay. I so see he's him. yeah, yeah. So he's Are an you an OG. an element. <laughs> Yeah, that was I him. mean, he's one of those. Yeah, he's like, an OG in the industry. Yeah, he's an influential in person. Industry, so he gotta yeah. go. Exactly. So, <laughs> to be involved in this situation, obviously, yeah, a lot of people. It's there's very going to bad. be a lot of you know discussions around it and stuff. Yeah. And apparently, he had been using his influence to you know get people to talk about it less, <laughs> going to the extent of actually sending policemen Men. to yeah. you know targeted uh, individuals to try and shut them up and. Um, you know, finally, she, finally, Dr. Neely has come out and, you know, spoken about it. And she talked about um, how she had been abused for a significant period of time. I think it was 10 years. They had been together had for been 10 together years, for 10 but I don't know if the abuse yeah, was over 10 years. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So they had, she, they had been together for 10 years. And then, I mean, she had gotten to the point where she couldn't take it anymore. I think one particular incident, you know, Pretty and much. that she wrote it. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that was very terrifying. Was really I mean, I, I had yeah, it was very graphic. I had <laughs> yeah, like this is a kind of stuff that you hear in movies, bro. Like, about it, yeah. and yeah, it was very it was, wild. It was pretty yeah, it was wild very to the wild. point where I can't really, I can't even like talk about it, right? Yeah, like, I can't talk about the details of it. Hmm. But yeah, it was very, very tough to read. And she came out, and then obviously, if if you are in her position, right? Mm-hmm where you know you're you're in the public eye people know who you are and you're also you know um married to some, an influential person as we said previously like manchayikwe mm-hmm. right yeah what are some of the dynamics that you feel would come into play if you're abused and then you want to come out and then report this abuse um okay so as a woman in ghana yeah <laughs> it's already hard enough isn't exactly. it? exactly <laughs> like because the country that you're in Charlie. The fact that you're even coming out to admit that something like that has happened to you, 
it's a very big deal like because people are going to start tagging you ass she was the one who was beaten she was the one who was raped she was the one who was whatever else he did to her so it's a bit tricky however personally i believe in making people pay for what they did and so in order to avoid him repeating with somebody else, even if this news never gets far, or even if the police never does anything to him, just the fact that you have put it out there, that he did this, and he's this is the type of person he is, this is the type of business partner he is, this is the type of partner he is, life partner he is, you are going to destroy as many avenues as you can, even without the police having any active um, role to play, which we know they usually don't. Because if the abuser can pay policemen to go to Panji's house and Huhu's house, I mean. So I feel like it was very brave of her to come out. I probably would have done the same. I don't think being a public figure should even stop you. She has the platform, which is amazing. Because when she left the Medium article, you can imagine the number of people who went to read it. You see, and that's the thing too. Like there 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 was talk about... When she hadn't come out, a mm-hmm. lot of people were, were asking, why haven't you come out? Why haven't you come out? Oh, you have a platform. That's difficult. But the thing is, even though you have a platform, you are kind of stuck in this situation where you want to come out when you are okay ready. to come out, yeah. when you are ready. And that and for somebody, they may want to... Um, it may take a long time, you understand? But sure. you're also under pressure to use this mm-hmm. platform that we are talking about to help other people come out. So sure. if you're a public figure and you're in that situation, like, you know, how do you... <laughs> it's very tricky. ...wrestle with this? I think I think she decided to put out a letter after the festival, perhaps, from my view. Do you feel she was pressured? I, I don't think I don't she know. was. I don't think she was don't pressured. Think she was, but, but I, I think she put him. out a letter after the festival pretty much not to disrupt yes. and okay. destroy what they had built because uh-huh. it's been almost 10 years of work between him and... Um, I mean, she does say that. Man, you know, yeah. always... And I mean, she has stylishly worked yeah. and she's really not the only one. Other artists, other creatives. So yeah. I felt she she also sort of picked up her time. Mm-hmm. For her coming up, I, I, I felt she would eventually because preview, pre, preview to Charlotte Festival... One love was on Twitter talking about selective sure, amnesia and how they were all rejecting <laughs> yeah. um, what whatever because the um, anonymous account that had called them out had virtually called all friends related to the guy. Yeah. And one love was of the view he didn't know about anything, so he started the calling out. And then I think Motumbo followed, yeah, and all those other people followed. So I think she coming, she would have come out anyway, but she didn't want it to come to dent the um, who. Accra.org, Sabulai radio thing, Chalwati whole thing. I think that's why she waited for after the festival before she brought it out. Yeah, I think basically that Which was... Which was reasonable reason. and very strategic. Yeah. I mean, she had to come out. The boycott would have been massive if she had exactly. brought that letter out right before Chalwati. Yeah. What even re-sparked it was when somebody also came out to put a thread on how she was treated whilst um, the festival was going on because oh, yeah, the they questioned was investigating. him. Yeah, they questioned um, that's um, Manche about Manche, yeah. the alleged abuse and all those other things and how they feel about working with him. And they felt they also said he called police on them, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> that's, and the thing too is that you are you are coming up against somebody who, like we said, is influential in society and has connections. Yeah, and can probably do a lot of damage while you are even trying to resolve this issue mm-hmm. you understand? because now even as we speak yeah she's put out the statement but 
it's not resolved. Nothing has happened. <laughs> you know, nothing. Because he's still sending policemen to yeah. other people's houses. So. He's still sending policemen. But again, as I said, the reputational damage is enough damage because the number of people who are going to boycott working with him is going to affect him. I'm glad she's not in Ghana anymore, so he can't really do anything to her. So she's out of whatever. But she's put the message out there. If you have a business deal with some foreign investor or something, and they go like, okay, free your mind. I want you to collaborate with Chaliwati. You probably wouldn't because okay. you don't want to be tagged with yeah. that brand. Yeah. So there's going to be some damage to him, even if Ghana police wants to <laughs> allegedly yeah, collect yeah, some yeah. money and shake people. Yeah. Yeah. But you see, that's the thing too. Don't you feel like the damage has happened both ways? In the sense that, yes, his reputation is damaged, but mm-hmm. hers too has been significantly damaged. In so what like, way? Not damaged, but like, you know, tarnished to some degree. I mean, he's saying she's lying, right? He's, he's coming out. And we live in a society where, mm-hmm. like, oh, she's lying. Like, that's like a knee-jerk reaction of, that comes from a lot of guys out here when women come out to report abuse. You understand? Right. So, I in that sense, don't from. you think that she would also suffer some I think kind in, of... in this situation... Nothing is showing that the guy is, 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 I mean, everything see, points on, to the fact that, yeah. That's what you would think. But, but I, I get where you are coming yeah. from, but everything points to the fact that, I mean, the guy is pretty much not innocent with all those allegations. Yeah. She has enough people friends, backing yeah. her too. Yeah. I think it's a classic case of libel. And if someone has libeled against you, it's a civil case. It's not really so much of a criminal yeah. case mm-hmm. unless the woman comes out. And then goes to Dorsu or something, which she also claimed in the article. She started. She, said she didn't have a confidence with the whole police service and yeah. blah blah blah, all of those things. Yeah, but I think um, she has said what she has to say. Brands who appeal to those things would cancel him as much. I also feel like some brands will not care. True. And will still work with yeah. you. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, Very that's, true. The, that's the truth. Yeah. 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 There were brands I don't want to mention names who are still working with him in Charlotte, right? Yeah. And even people were still working with him. It was up until after Charlotte that they also tried to confront him. But I, uh-huh. I like what's going on because his friends are really coming out as those friends who would not uh, condone, condone such, such stupidities, <laughs> yeah. especially True. for someone like One Love. I mean, he's taking my respect for oh, him yeah. a little bit more higher. Panji True. and all those friends who are telling him, you come out and apologize for this. Tell them you did this, you are sorry, and then you are cool. Probably resign. I don't know. I don't think an apology is enough, but... Yeah, I think they sure. want him to take a back seat too. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> that, that would be very <laughs> difficult. Especially exactly. So that's the punishment, some, isn't especially it? Especially as something that is his best child. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. there's really it's not much structure in Sabula Radio <laughs> that will make um, um, a board decide that they are ousting him as yeah. a C. I'm sure it's a me and you Charlie. thing and it's his best child yeah. and you wouldn't want to leave it. There's that whole yeah, thing that's there, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, more pressure will get to him to go out. But looking at his account and everything, I don't think he wants to. And he's actually tweeting through everything. Like, he's tweeting about, like, other stuff. So, One Love did a thread or someone like that. So, I saw his Twitter account and then I just went. And I realized 16 hours ago or something hours ago, right before she had dropped her Medium post, he was tweeting, like, 
away. Like, yeah, yeah, like nothing has happened. happened. I mean, that's the reality. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. someone yeah. who doesn't as show any remorse. Yeah, as we are saying, um, we, are, we are speaking against him. He also mm-hmm. has people in his camp who are speaking for him. I so, guess. Oh, yeah, that's what I, I was mean, saying. That's, that's the GG part that he will take. But, I mean, pretty much maybe in the end, external pressures will get to him to come. Maybe, other other people like Hammer and Obra yeah. for all those other people who have had contact with him will pretty much come and then talk to him, yeah. right? With one publicly, love. I hope. Publicly, <sighs> yeah. I mean, those people, I'm sure, it will be in the private. I mean, eh, they are not okay, but they yeah. are not used to ousting people <laughs> in the public. I mean, we, we are from a generation where people show people and then speak to them in the private so which is terrible that's why i'm i'm because I'm, i feel I'm, like I'm the very, shame very, the shame very, is what's very, going to motivate him to that's step why down I, my respect for one love and the rest of the guys True. is up is really up there because how they are coming out to talk to their guy and you see it's from a friend to friend level on a boy's mm-hmm. boy's level like you come out and tell us this and then everything will be okay but don't but try these and... are his close friends and he's even getting aggressive towards them he's sending policemen to their houses this is an abuser so they like are, they, are, they are psychotic people <laughs> they are very strange people in the way they act and i given, mean you have to if, give it to you, them i mean if you read what he did to her yikes like calling, Bro, take, calling see, the police I, on his friends is not it's, it's, it's not wow. out of character a gun I, I literally pictured that moment when i read yeah. that article it was really Ooh, Wow, like wow. that was 29 December. That was a fun time. Yeah. And I'm actually I, and really I glad where I was, you guys are getting so um what's it called? Emotional or whatever about this. It's wow. I was like, really worried I was going to get overly sensitive about this. It's so wild. I'm glad you so on the 29th of December it. when people were at probably Bloomberg or Seraglio chilling up and yeah. having Ruining fun and expecting Christmas. a new year. Terrible. Someone is sitting down and is being coerced yeah. to, to record, record a video. at gunpoint. Imagine. Well, it was an audio, right? Yeah, yes. yeah at gunpoint. Then he That's went wild. ahead to edit it. How? Yeah, he went through That's all wild. the trouble. To really and, like, I mean, <laughs> sending hateful mail and yeah. all of those things. I mean, like, Charlie... It's it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. I'm I'm glad she came to clear it off. The first article put up a certain image about which was not written by her. Yeah, the first article by an anonymous person put up a certain image of her championing Mm -hmm. feminists, but she's low key suffering. And it was more so behind the scenes. I feel like that was insensitive. Like the people. Yeah, that's what the first exactly. The first one called Akosua Akosua Hansen. She called out a lot of feminists. And people, were they aware and, of all of this? And that's the thing. That's why One Love got angry because prior to the article, he wasn't aware of this. Yeah. And he he, he stated, mm-hmm. I mean, he pinned that tweet that he's not aware of what Manche is doing. But since he's aware now, he's calling out Manche. Those people who have selective amnesia who <laughs> try to act. I, I really, really remember what he said about that tweet. And, and I mean... It's good she's brought the article out. Yes. Everything has been It's, it's always there. best to hear it from the victim's um, point of view. Yeah, yeah. So nothing is misunderstood. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. so I hope exactly. she takes a nice holiday. It's a tough situation, but... you know, And I hope he pays. I mean, that's what's important to me because hmm. like... That one, yeah. I don't... Real. Again, even <laughs> if it's not a police something, I just hope it kind of affects... The counseling mouth. Yes. That kind of thing. You, you can't just Shall abuse <laughs> some Because if he's done it now... He can do it again, or yeah, he's probably done it before. Definitely. Yeah. So he definitely has to pay in some way or another. I don't know. Right. So, <laughs> guys, if you haven't done this already, please follow us on Twitter at GCR Free Your Mind. 
<coughs> sorry, on Instagram at the Gold Coast Report and on Facebook the Gold Coast Report. So Vanessa, tell us a little bit about what you do. Ooh. About yourself, <coughs> about yourself and what you do. Okay. Yeah. So I am a law student. Okay. Um, <laughs> I know, I know. No way. <laughs> Don't be small fans. But yeah, give me the fans. I've read your lawyers before, so I know how difficult that thing is. Okay, how difficult law is, not us. Oh, sometimes you guys are difficult. It's a mixture of both. I've worked with lawyers, and they are one, especially if they are full qualified lawyers who have worked for a number of years, they are the most annoyingly busiest people ever. I thought I was busy till I met lawyers. True. That's another story they, for they, another they, day. They train I'm us from law school to be like that. So, wow. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Give me a break. Anyway. <laughs> well, well. So, well. I do that. Like, that's the main thing I do. But I have other side businesses. I own a shelter business with my mom. You need. Yeah. You need what? need this. You need this. So, <laughs> and then, um, <clears throat> I guess I write unofficially as well. And I blog about food a lot, so that's pretty much what I'm known for. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So your blogs, are you consistent with your writing? Um, kind of. Maybe like <laughs> one piece a month. Oh, okay. That's that's, that's quite that's lazy, cool. but yeah. I mean, well, you're not like uh, you. She's not like George yeah, R. R. Yeah. Martin. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> that's, not the main, that's, that's not the main thing. You, yeah, yeah, it's just casual, so it's like fine. travels, yeah, casual, food, yeah, yeah. stuff like that. So cool. okay. Once a month is actually yeah. quite consistent mm, okay. that sort of thing, I would say. Wow. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. All right, so we're going to get into the next the next segment, which is the um, um, what they happen segment, right? And obviously, um, the xenophobia attacks that have been going on in South Africa have dominated the headlines around here for the past <laughs> few days, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, there's been a lot of it sparked up a lot of conversation from different angles. You know, there were conversations about oh, um, you guys think from Ghana it was like oh, you guys think you are not part of the problem, but look at how you treat Nigerians. And then you know, <laughs> celebrities were coming out to say that hey, look, if you don't um, <laughs> make it make sense, man, it was it was yeah continue then, uh, somehow um you know um, there was this uh, it sparked up a conversation about how south african women are treated yeah and how much they are abused but then it doesn't get as much um as much attention as these attacks have yeah you know, uh, uh, these attacks have some women are raped and killed and stuff but it doesn't get as much uh, you know as much attention as as this has i mean Benna boy came out and said um, AKA was cancelled. Yeah. <laughs> I thought his rant was a bit yeah, over, over the, the top. top. Yeah. I felt the same too. <laughs> I mean, he kind of acknowledged it a little bit by yeah. saying that he didn't want to go back to his old self. And then, you know, but Whiskey too was very loud, you know, on social media. Talking oh, then about I missed a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, you didn't see all this. Uh, I, I just saw it. I yeah, pre- yeah, it was yeah. too much. It I pretty much lot, just yeah. zoned out. And, and then, then I just. I think Davido also, I mean, from Nigerians also. From their perspective, mm-hmm. it was also um, uh, the, the conversation on their powers. Look, if our country was cool, we wouldn't have to go there for them to do this to us. Davido was one of such people with such an opinion. 
you understand which was so, fair yeah which was fair nigeria's hard <laughs> yeah so i mean there were so many angles that you know we could you know um explore this particular yeah. issue with but which one in particular caught your eye which part of this conversation really caught your eye vanessa okay i don't know if it's one because yeah. the entire conversation is quite interesting yeah. so first of all let me address that um <laughs> Ghanaians, people attacking Ghanaians that if you're not xenophobic why are you a certain way towards nigerians mm-hmm. i'm not going to deny the fact especially the older generation you know our parents or uncles or aunties or whatever have this perception if the person is Nigerian a yeah, they are yeah. fraud boys or yeah. they are whatever <laughs> so it's yeah, a stare yeah. that perception is there and I do not blame them because majority you guys pay attention to the word I'm using so that you don't chew me but majority <laughs> of the Nigerians here do not really do good things do you do you understand for us to like yeah, associate something good yeah. to their reputation thank you so i get why they form those perceptions but it's not nice or it's not right but ethnocentrism is not equal to xenophobia we, like all we do is talk but we don't push like we are not um, cancelling Nigerian businesses we are not but burning see, Nigerians the argument the argument is that that is a dangerous like it starts from um, there yes it starts from that's a dangerous cool. know, that's, that's, direction to go in because yeah but are, are they saying that they do not have we we always see Nigerians on the internet um black shaming Ghanaians you're too dark you're too this like there's equal attack between both countries but when you when Nigerians attack Ghanaians we do not say that this is um, going to lead to xenophobia do you understand everywhere I, in the world there's some sort of friction between a group of people but exactly. you know what and but that, that's the thing like in different groups of people there are always a few radical ones there are always Definitely. people who would take things to a different level you might be but saying that we're oh, yeah. being honest <laughs> no like for real for being honest do you yeah. think that Ghanaians are going to get up and start no, burning I, I think <laughs> I think they will are you sure yeah, I think I think sometimes yeah, I've always cool. I've always I've always I've always had this um i don't i don't think it's mindset but i've, I've always had this vision of pretty wow, much vision, a certain apocalyptic <laughs> event <laughs> apocalyptic <laughs> events that might happen in ghana give it 10 20 years hey chief if things we can't if things it, stay the same <laughs> no i i'm i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm not inciting <laughs> violence uh-huh. but here's the thing i'd 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 give supporting views to that here's the mm-hmm. thing there's there's a starting point to everything okay Okay, part of these xenophobic attacks um, transpired in Nigeria, where people started attacking um, um, big cars and all those up in the Lekki Trail. I'm sure you saw that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That wasn't. <laughs> I'm not sure that was in any way remotely um, connected to xenophobia, xenophobic attacks. Mm-hmm. I think it was just poor people who were stressed, tired <laughs> of the system, Looking and had outlet. a reason yeah. or an outlet to do that. Yeah. A part of that might happen to us very soon and middle class innocent people might Still suffer from might that. suffer for that okay i think i get where you're coming from you get where i'm coming from not yeah. entirely xenophobic right so i think <laughs> south africa with the whole issue i say people i would say are victims they have a history of this yeah thing, they right? are a victim of 
evil past and altered mindset. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the word I'll use because <laughs> I did I did so my my listeners, if you listen to the show pretty uh-huh. much, I am I am sort of a, a student story. of history. Give us with everything yes. mm-hmm. I believe there's a key of history to it. Okay. Right? The reason why I say they are victims of an altered mindset is pretty much down to the apartheid era. Okay. Which is almost a forty year era of colorism and um, trying to eradicate bright um, white and um, black people and all the white superiority and everything which mm-hmm. was like, like from 1949 to 1994 that's Very, a long period you and get not, it not too far yes away. and strangely enough the first incidence of xenophobic attack which happened in like 1994 was an attitudinal attack of mm-hmm. a sort it wasn't violent it was just attitudes, like what, what, little bits of pockets of what we are doing over here. Oh. These people are this, those people are that. And it was against like Mozambicans. Oh, so okay. the Mozambicans are this, they are that. That was the first incident of that. Mm-hmm. Right from 1995 to 2019, it happens at least twice every year in South Africa. That's how wild it is. No, because it happened. It's two years very ago, wild. Like exactly. So then, it happened in '95. You know, it was the same thing. They were burning people. It was. You know, it happened in January '95. Like happened that. in September '98. Yeah. Happened in January 2000. October 2001. Happened in 2005, 2006. Happened in 2008. And 2008 was the wildest one. That was where they actually deployed their army. To solve the issue because it had escalated too much. So between 1995 to 2007, it was just pockets of violence that happened. Yeah. Two or three people would die, but they just talk about it, and then yeah. that was it. There wasn't any police persecution. There wasn't nothing. It was in 2008 that they deployed army to get people, and people were tried and convicted for that. That was like the the biggest point of yeah. the xenophobic attack. To think that would stop it, it <laughs> didn't. 2009 November, it happened where almost 1,500 to 2,000 people were evicted from their homes. Nobody was killed, but they were just evicted because they were Zimbabwean farmers and they said they were paying Zimbabweans more than South Africans. That's what incited it. 2012, it happened. 2013, it happened. Actually, it happened two times in 2013. 2014, (laughs) it happened. 2015, it happened again. In April and October of 2015, June 2016, it happened. 2017, it happened. And then the latest one, which is September. Uh Actually, in March 2019, it happened again before this September. So it's something that has constantly been happening. And for me in particular, Uh I feel apartheid is like 90% a contributing factor to 90. that. 90. Yeah, 90. That's very bold. 90. 90%. I'm serious. Do you, do you argue less or more? I definitely disagree, but I want him to explain so why. So, the reason why I'm saying <laughs> apartheid has... Now, when 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 I've had, I've had the opportunity to work with um, South Africans, mm-hmm. South African women, they are very hardworking women. Um, I've had an opportunity to work with South African women and two South African men. You could clearly tell the difference between a native South African man mm-hmm. and then a South African man who has had an education outside of South Africa. They have different work ethics. They have different ideologies. I mean, it you is, say the same for you know, a lot of Africans. But yeah, but you, 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 you sort of 
waited back to apartheid. So I did a little research mm-hmm. and a certain period of apartheid, that was the seventies period of apartheid, they decided to introduce Afrikaans, which is not an original South African language. language. It is mm-hmm. a, a Dutch adaptation of their language yeah. to teach in schools. Now this caused protests. So students went out, obviously they were met with white police and mm. there was brutality. They killed students and all those blood massacres and everything. So in protest, South Africans redo their kids from school. So from the 70s era, a lot of parents redo their kids from school. Didn't hold school them and decided to make them stay at home. So a lot of the people in the 70s never had access to go to school, not because they didn't want to go, but it was just in protest to their system. Also, the people who decided to go, apartheid law never really pushed them to study critical courses like law, medicine, Mm. engineering, all of those. So either you had to go outside of South Africa to get an education. So people just had menial education up to a certain level. Now we have those people in the 70s giving birth to other people in the 80s because teenage pregnancy in South Africa is very high. (laughs) So then you have a collective number of people who are not taking their kids to school. So this is the second generation of not taking their kids to school. Apartheid was like in the 40s. So this is like a third generation of apartheid, right? Mm -hmm. And it ended in the 90s. So there's the 80s and then there's the 90s where the whole thing, the whole system ended. So there's a group of people who don't who don't believe so much in the schooling system because of Africans, that's one. And two, the 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 whole system of apartheid pretty much made women work more harder than men. There's that sort of lioness, lion behavior. Mm-hmm. South African women are very, very hardworking. A lot of the men are more laid back about life and more not driven. So you find a lot of South African women, I've had that experience before when I was working in, mm-hmm. I was working on a project in South Africa. I, a lot of ladies would move up to you, Ghanaians, Nigerians especially. One, because of abuse from South African men, men. And two, because a lot of the West African men were doing normal things which the South African women <laughs> thought was overly over the board. <laughs> so I would date a South African woman and take her on a date, but a South African man would usually not do that. A black South African man uh-huh. would usually not do that. You get it? So yeah. there was also that mix. So this coupled with a man being laid back and everything, you have a system where a Somali will come in and by default knows that he has to work like, to make yeah. money. Mm-hmm. But this is a black, typical South African man who doesn't have that much education yeah. and also and doesn't also have the drive. drive. Yeah. You see, that's the difference over here because a Ghanaian Mason knows that he has to work to eat. Yeah. But a South African guy is pretty much even not working yeah. in the first place. <laughs> yeah, Do you I get it? You, yeah. So a lot of it is being informed from these places. And these people who are being killed are not the ones owning the big businesses. Because before apartheid and after apartheid, mm-hmm. the percentage of businesses being owned by white people keeps on increasing. It's 85%. almost 85%. Yeah. Okay, and these are the people, these are essentially white people. They are not the Somalis, they are not the Mozambiques, they are not the Ghanaians, they are not yeah. the 
The Ghanaians make up the middle that's classes. The you get it? It makes up the middle yeah. classes. So they are basically attacking middle classes who pretty much don't contribute. They contribute something to the economy, but it's not that major of a shake up yeah. contribution to the economy to get these things. So is this a classic so case? So this of, is okay. Okay. Yeah, so that's exactly why I was saying that I do not agree with you. Like we appreciate the history. It gives some kind of perspective. I would give it like a a fifty percent which I even think is too high. But I'll give it to 50 because apart from this history that you've given, you can clearly see that there's a problem of, or to me, the primary problem is they not having that drive to work. So yes, your history and you were deprived of certain things or you deprived yourself of certain things just to prove a point and they all were of deprived. that. Apartheid was a serious system. No, no, I mean, apart <laughs> yes. from that, like okay, you're saying uh, that they drove themselves out of school just because and then they introduced to the system exactly yeah. Yeah. so one way or the other there was some sort of deprivation we get it now you are exposed to menial jobs why is it that you are sitting there and you are being lazy but when someone else comes and they're showing some sort of resourcefulness and then they get some kind of job you want to get angry that they're getting money than you that's what doesn't make sense to me I feel like it's just an outlet for them to misbehave do you understand so they don't really have any um, uh, true cause it's convenient like what you're saying their history is a convenient excuse but if we are being very objective about this yes you suffered some trauma right but you can't weaponize your trauma for how many years like how how long are you going to keep on <laughs> saying that's because of this okay sure so you suffered now you have some sort of freedom to work are I you working think, Kumo, i don't no. know i don't think to justify, i was trying to justify yeah, but, what, but he was just let me like, try next the divide the in, mm-hmm. the divide in south africa is doing, very wild yeah. mm-hmm. they are whites and they are blacks yes i Unemployment guess that. rate is very high because uh-huh. one you don't even have the educational um um sets or educational um how do you use that word you don't have the educational certificates to even background to even apply for those jobs that Mm -hmm. the white people are taking now already they have that meant because their men their their mentality is wild a typical i don't want to mention it but a typical south african man Mm -hmm. knows a woman has to work for him Right. They don't take women out. Believes. They believe. <laughs> they don't take women out. They really don't care for women that much, as much as West African men, men. will. Mm-hmm. They don't see an issue with rape. They don't see an issue with abuse. It's it's, it's, it's a social it's yeah, a social thing. It's a social conditioning. That's Definitely. what. Definitely. So I understand you're where you're coming your from. Weight. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I understand where you're coming from with uh-huh. their condition being a big excuse uh-huh. as an apartheid. That being said, the country in in itself has not even addressed the... the, the, the with the, that, I agree. The, um, the, the history, history of apartheid and how yeah. they can reconcile themselves like other countries have done. We have done it. We did it mm-hmm. with National Reconciliation Congress yes. where people came in and then they yeah. talked about atrocities done to mm-hmm. them and all was forgiven. South Africa as a country has not addressed that issue. So people are coming with those, you know... I think it's 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 for them it's like they them like the way that they feel like they have solved that issue is let's live harmony together. Let's live in harmony together rather than directly resolving these deep rooted issues. But is it harmony if eighty five percent of yeah, that's what I'm the saying. businesses like this, are owned? The perception by... of living in harmony <laughs> is what Because yeah, it's wild. Do you know how wild it is? You can be in the 
if I'm not getting the name right, the Guatin. Guatin is where they have Jobek and all those other mm-hmm. people. And there's this um, town called Alexandria. That's basically where most of the inciting violence comes yeah. from. You can be in Jobek and you see flashy South Africa. And then you are walking and then you move to like Alexandria and it's, it's completely it just, different. It just yeah. flips. And you can tell the difference between like the rich and the poor. <laughs> oh, poor. And that's why I'm, I'm trying to use history to correlate it to what is happening in Nigeria yeah. and what might happen because the poor necessarily might not be attacking you because of your nationality, but they might just be yeah, attacking you because of the things you are, yeah. you are going to shop, right? You are shopping in shopping carts. They don't even have, they don't even have the money <laughs> to go to Makola. Yeah. Right. You get it? These are reasons but that would see, incite they them. They don't need, they don't need, the, that's why, again, I'm saying that I think it's an outlet. They don't need all those certificates and the education to have those menial jobs. So if you're sitting there, I agree with what he's saying that, um, it needs to be addressed, like maybe psychologically or the yeah, nation has to address it. Yeah, social conditioning. Because you can't be sitting there and be saying that someone should come and work for you. They, I mean, they will do menial jobs because they yeah. know they will come by. That is our conditioning. Exactly. If you don't work, you don't eat. Mm-hmm. Right? But this is certain, I mean, we haven't even addressed, this is, I think this is going to be a long episode, if you try and even address <laughs> South African men on, on their own. S- yeah. On their own. Because they are a very, very, <laughs> very, very <laughs> complex species. <laughs> They talk about rape like it's a normal thing. That is how come their women are always moving to the West African men, namely Ghanaians and Nigerians. Because something I would see as normal, I can attest to this. Woo, okay. It's a fact. It's a fact. I'm telling you, their women don't like their men. This is a fact. No, but if anybody if can come for me, you were South African woman, you wouldn't well, either. Because saying. just this morning, like right before the show, I was saying that I just read something. This man just his wife served him some divorce papers, and he hanged and killed their four children. Damn. How? This How? is South Africa. Yes. Wow. How is this a reaction to divorce? Uh, <laughs> so I get what you mean. South African men are like a totally different topic. Yeah, yeah like, it's a different topic altogether. <laughs> and their women attest to the fact that they are like people are in abusive relationships. Yeah. And it's normal. I've seen some, I've heard people talk. Trevor what happened to you? Accounts. He beats you. Mm-hmm. But he's not supposed to beat you. That's how it is. Then they speak those they are Africans. So, not to cut you but short. See, it's wild. How normalized this entire abuse has been. So, one of my colleagues went to South Africa and he actually went to, I think, an Apple shop or something. And he says the one of the attendants, you could see on her face that she had been beaten. What shocked him was she was walking around attending to people like nothing had happened. She didn't bother to cover it with makeup. Nothing. Oh, she was normal. just going up. Look, and do you know how normal abuse has to be for a woman not to bother to even cover it with makeup? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. she's that's not even ashamed to hide it. At all. Six like, out of yeah. your ten friends or eight out of your ten friends yeah. are also, also being beaten by the men. That's very horrible and frightening because how? You know, when I hear these things, again, not to make it too personal, but Yes, we are just having I mean, some informative. It's free or mine. So, but you see, as a woman, right? Yeah. You see these things, and the first thing that like comes into your head is, so what if that was me? Because you, you sort of put yourself in the situation, even though you're not supposed yeah. to. But we are generally the more um, we are more likely to abuse and stuff. So it's frightening that these are the kind of. Um, men walking around yeah. now even though this is happening in South Africa one thing on the TO I noticed that yes I'm going to drag them I, like, I'm not even sorry but I saw a few people who were tweeting things that sort of suggested 
that they understood why the men were raping the woman. Exactly. And these are Ghanaian men. Do you understand? So then you are there, you are thinking, hey, Charlie, because this is the pool that I'm supposed to fish from. So. No, the black thing about women. people saying uh, where they come to your house and why would you come to their house and you didn't want to do anything to them, so that means since you're in their house, then that means you're consenting to sex. Those kind of opinions. No, but my yeah, point I mean, is, if these things are happening in South Africa, right, and it's far away, so we are not really, um, we, we don't think that's going to happen to us. Yeah. But it's very possible because these are things that people are tweeting. They have their confidence. They, they have friends on there, so they know that people can identify them, but they still come online to come and tweet these things, sort of rape apology type of tweets. It's very scary as a girl, because most of these, I don't think Dr. What's her name? Sion ever thought that Mancha was going to do that to her. Probably not. Of course. Do you understand? Yeah. So you never can really tell. And you Ooh. see these kind of... Yeah, and then you see some of the top Bro, like, wow. Okay. Very mm-hmm. scary. I mean... So, South African men... I think Mm-mm. I saw something today where someone was asking that um, for a lot of uh, Ghanaian women, one of the first things that they ask you is, um, do you get angry? Like, when, when you, like, you guys... How do you behave you, if... Yeah, how do you behave if somebody does something? Which is a very important you, question. You know, yeah. First of all, like, like oh, I'm okay. short. I've never really thought like, about... Like, I'm not about, about to like, get yeah. beaten. <laughs> like, yeah. that's, like, a very easy target, isn't it? Was, but it's yeah. a very important question. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, I mean, basically, it's violence. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just violence to a certain group of nationalities. That's mm-hmm. why it's xenophobic. Yeah. At the end of the day, what I'm saying is... This xenophobia thing mm-hmm. is a perfect storm of illiteracy, poverty, <laughs> ignorance, laziness, yeah. low achievement motivation, <laughs> and, generational, right. and generational helplessness. That's what they like need. They, it's, it is because, see, when you talk to every South African person mm-hmm. the apartheid is such a central pivot yeah, to how, so, so how they socially and structured and yeah. programmed True. they are right now yeah. especially for the black and even the whites i'm sure there was this thing if south african was coming and saying they don't feel south african anymore in south africa i don't know whether i saw that tweet interesting it, there uh-huh. was this white side and everybody was like wow, wow. you white guy you get it but sitting back you know from where they are because Apartheid was for 60 years, almost. Mm-hmm. 1948 to 1994. That's a lot. 1994, Ghana was like way yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah. You get it. And I mean, racial, bigotry, colorism, hmm. education. It's wild. So it's, it's, it's part of your social... And a lot of them are there. I mean, 1948 people are still alive yeah. right yeah. now. You get it. So the social reprogramming has to happen for some reason or the other. So Otherwise, you, you these think, things will still persist. Do you think their country should, um, as an effort to help these people who are not employed and... That's, I mean, that's what Do you they think they should halt some sort of immigration for a while? I don't to think, sort their people? I don't think they need to halt it. I think just South Africa, what has to do is, me, I always say, if something is being done, you have to show that you punish people for whatever they do. That is one major step. No, but you see, that's, that's one major step. That's one major step to halting the issue. That's not the only thing. Okay. That's not the only thing. I always talk about corruption in this country. Uh-huh. When when there was a military era and former heads of states were being killed, it was a warning 
to the military never to try to start any other coup again. Mm-hmm. That is one point you could still a problem. Yeah. People who are doing xenophobic attacks, police and the, the country as a whole should be able to prosecute them and sanction them. Yeah. That is Definitely. the way to stop. That's Definitely, one. Yeah. That's one. Uh-huh. Two, they should try to get more blacks to educate, to, to, to get to the educational system. Exactly. Probably do some free, ed- I don't know how their education system is mm-hmm. over there, I mean, probably there was, do some free was, education uh, to get more blacks into the system. A few years ago, there was this thing about <laughs> making college education free. For them? Yes. For yes. Them. So, and okay, so, I, I, I mean, mean you know, that, that also came off. with its own riots. I don't know if you guys remember. I don't know no. if you guys remember. It came with its own I mean, riots. they should because the, the people are poor already. in different universities, different wow. colleges. Yeah, it was, you know, they should make it yeah, No, they wanted free, they said they were promised free, oh. free education. Yes. Yeah, because it's very essential. It's very essential to that. the social reprogramming yeah. agenda because yeah. you, you have to reprogram. If you don't educate Yes, if you don't educate them. just keep reproducing the same crazy. back then, black Africans were, hey, Sorry, that's okay, a black African. The Africans were also very vocal in the sense that white people could afford to go to these, um, to go to college, and it was mostly black people who were involved in these protests. They were mostly the ones who were involved in these protests, mm-hmm. and the white people weren't so much as bothered per se. And that alone also highlighted what the you know issue. Yeah, and some then of these issues. Massive yeah. job creation, it maybe. Yeah, Massive job creation. I mean, exactly. you didn't go to university, but that doesn't mean you cannot be you can't get a something else to do. Or a painter yeah. or something. Because what's wild is this entire this looting, thing, looting it and whatever. Happen, it will happen, men and it women. happen before end of year. It will happen next year. Hey, I gave you the list. No, I gave prophet, you the timeline. Give us. No, I gave you the timeline. It will happen. <laughs> Because everybody will still have reason for saying, oh, it was the white people that are, are taking the money from us. Mm-hmm. Oh, as if the money is hiding somewhere that they are taking. Yeah. Oh, it was the white people that killed these people. Everybody will still have, unless there is a certain fairness in the system, people will not have reasons to do this. Yeah. True. Me, I feel. True. So if we don't solve this, it will happen. That's why I, initially I said, it will happen in other countries, and I'm just I'm just scared it but might, it might happen, happen in here. Ghana as well. Because there's so much. I mean, South Africa's thing started with attitudinal xenophobia. Mm-hmm. That's how it started. It didn't start with violence. It just takes a couple of people to just incite and just do somebody and feel something. Feel very frustrated. And then yeah, you True. get it. So I mean, we should try and keep these Pray things up when to they them, start. Because it's, it's very scary stuff, like. We're here and we're talking about it because we're in a fairly peaceful country, so we can give we are hot takes. Peaceful. <laughs> As fairly <laughs> peaceful. Fairly, fairly, fairly. We are not, fairly, we are not peaceful. Fairly. Yeah. But yeah, Charlie, I just Hopefully hope it gets we don't better. Get there. People yes. don't because that's the whole issue. If it starts, people might attack you because I mean you are also struggling as them. <laughs> middle class trying True. to get by on life and somebody will attack you because you are sitting in a in that ascent that's like 2016 maybe you suffered to get hey. or probably you are in your <laughs> very you know, specific I'm saying probably you are, you are in your yeah, Pajero or something I know he has that car so I'll come and so save you specific. when that happens don't worry but yeah that's basically right. it yeah. so guys I mean I feel like this issue we can keep talking True. but uh, yeah it's time to go We'll be back in a couple of weeks. Vanessa, thank you so much for coming. Yeah, thank, thank you for you having much, me. Man, this is fun. Man. Hopefully, we can get you on some other time. Yes, All right, definitely. Okay. All right, All right, bye. Great. So, bye. good more, Charlie. I'll see you in a couple All right, Charlie. We'll go see you. We'll go see you. All right. It's a wrap for now. Bye, guys. Right, bye. bye. This has been a Gold Coast Report production. Oh,